You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. Hey. Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. News Talk 96.5 KPEL is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. Just go to kpal965.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. KPL News Time is 8.54. You got the Moon Griffon Show coming up next here on KPL. Make sure you stay tuned to that. As he's going to have some great guests coming up. He's got uh, a former uh, CEO of Mid-South Bank, uh, Rusty Acluche, is going to be joining him. Also, he's got one of the governor's candidates uh, this week as well. Today, he's got Stephen Waggis back, is uh, going to join him on the show. So Moon's got a lot of, uh, he's got another guest or two beyond that as well. So Moon's got a great show lined up for you today as we get ready to close things down. So, uh, you know, Mark, we were, there's a story that you can find on the KPL uh, website that um, you had a situation where Texas police ended up having to apologize uh, after a typo led to guns being drawn on an innocent family. And you see the miscommunication there is something that, you know, uh, police departments and sheriff's uh, offices are trying to avoid, which is what, you know, we've got with the Iberia Parish Sheriff's Office wanting with the special needs registry. You know, it's easy for someone to mistake uh, someone with special needs like autism, for instance, to mistake and think that that person is being maybe disrespectful to you or as a law enforcement. And they're not. It's just a part of the condition that they deal right. with. Right. And so I uh, got to applaud the sheriff and Iberia Parish and other sheriffs that are taking measures to not only get the training that they need, but to try to do everything they can to make sure that the interactions with the public are as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, especially in these parishes that have a lot of rural residents, um, you know, it's easy for those people, rural, special needs, it's easy for all of that to fall through the cracks. And it does take a concerted effort, and that's what they're trying to do in Iberia Parish. I, I agree. Well said, and I know we're short on time, so good opportunity. You know, uh, police police officers, listen to KPEL, and thank you folks and you, all you guys and ladies out there in law enforcement for doing what you do and keeping us safe. All right, with that, we are going to go ahead and uh, bid you adieu. Like I said, Moon Griffon Show is up next. You've got the Joe Cunningham Show coming up at 3 o'clock. Shannon is offside. Shannon is back in the studio, and uh, we'll have that for you from 4 to 6. Got other great programming as well. Until tomorrow, have a great one.
The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report. There's another report with little change in the number of those signing up for unemployment benefits. New claims for benefits rose just 6,000 last week to 227,000, consistent with a healthy job market. More people remained on unemployment. Continuing claims rose by 21,000 to 1.7 million. Another report found workers getting more done in the spring quarter. Worker productivity rose by 3.7%, more than expected. The monthly employment report is released tomorrow. Apple and Amazon report earnings after the Wall Street close. Qualcomm is planning more layoffs after a mixed quarter. That stock is losing ground. But DoorDash shares are up 3%. Its quarter was better than predicted. Robinhood Markets made a profit for the first time in its recent quarter. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Kosolda. Invested in you. Starting August 22nd, the U.S. dollar may have new competition from a new global super currency backed by Russia and China. And if the dollar plummets, your retirement could follow. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. I recommend a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit on gold by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. I encourage you to act before August 22nd. Text SHELTER to 989898 to get your free information kit on gold now. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. Here's some entertainment of a different sort. The Skyliners Big Band, a 20-piece jazz orchestra, will perform Friday, August 4th at Lafayette's Petroleum Club in the Oils Center. The concert begins at 7 and ends at 10 p.m. Great music to listen to or to dance to. If you can't make the August 4th show, there are shows in October and December. Get more details. Call 337-739-1490. There is a backpack giveaway Saturday, August 12th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Community Honda at 1407 Surrey Street in Lafayette. It's for students pre-K through 12th grade, especially military families and other families in need. The child must accompany the adult for the backpacks, and the backpacks are loaded with great school supplies and useful information. See you Saturday, August 12th at Community Honda, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the backpack giveaway. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpl965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Brobridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios. Online at Matthew-James.com. In four months, I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Six hours from now in Washington, where I'll enter a plea. Four charges of conspiracy to defraud the United States, obstruct an official proceeding, and deny voting rights. Special Counsel Jack Smith says the former president knowingly lied about winning the 2020 election and unlawfully pressured lawmakers and elections officials to overturn results. Defense attorneys are expected to call for a trial delay, needing months, they say, to prepare and a change of venue, arguing the former president can't get a fair trial in this heavily Democratic city. Fox's Jared Halpern outside the court does a new Trump post on Truth Social. He wrote, it's not his fault that the president, he calls crooked Joe Biden, told his attorney general to charge him with as many crimes as can be concocted. 
claiming it's an unprecedented weaponization of justice. GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn tells Fox Business. Attorney General Garland can no longer say there is one standard of justice. There are clearly two standards of justice. In the Republicans' investigation of President Biden and his son Hunter's business dealings, a transcript's been released from Devin Archer's Q&A with the House Oversight Committee. He's a Hunter Biden ex-business associate, and he told lawmakers then-Vice President Biden talked to some clients in phone calls. Archer said Ukrainian natural gas oligarch Mykola Zlachewski faced, quote, pressure from Ukrainian authorities during an investigation. Archer said they wanted Hunter Biden to help relieve some of that pressure. Archer said the Biden name was key to the survival of Burisma. Archer told House investigators that, quote, people would be intimidated to mess with Burisma because of the brand the Biden name. And as Fox's Chad Pergram, Robert Bowers is expected to be formally sentenced to death in Pittsburgh the day after a federal jury recommended his execution for attacking a synagogue five years ago, killing 11 Jewish worshipers. America's listening to Fox News. Lowe's knows how to save pros time and money. Right now, get 10% off all kitchen cabinet orders of $1,000 or more. Plus, MVP's Pro Rewards members earn double the bonus points on select stock cabinets through August 4th. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Must ask cashier to apply discount barcode at time of purchase. Discount on cabinet purchase only. Coupon cannot be used with any other discount. Valid 727 through 89. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. When a restaurant closes, my reaction is, that sucks. They had good steak. When regional banks close or three of them close overnight, it freaks me out. This is why I have my own personal gold reserve. It's part of my personal protection plan. Call my friends at Oxford Gold Group. Call 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404-GOLD. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in. For all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else, all of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KP. Yes, it's that time of the year again, back to school shopping. And with inflation, we know it hasn't gotten any cheaper. Here's how we want to help you out. Download the KPL News app and click on Hold Pass Cash and you could win a $500 prepaid Visa gift card. Just follow the assignments to earn points and increase your chances to win. We're making back-to-school shopping better with All Pass Cash. Brought to you by Acadiana-owned and operated Mattress Gallery, located on Collie Saloon across from River Ranch. From selection to delivery, it's Mattress Gallery. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media.
How y'all all welcome, Moon Grafonchi. Y'all don't need to talk about the Pope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to talk bad about the Pope. Uh-huh. But it ain't the Pope you think it is. Mark Pope in our <laughs> studio. I mean, look, he takes the mouse from the computer. What am I supposed to do? Holler at the computer? Hey, go to this thing. What do they think, what do they think I am? Tell it to, tell it to, tell it to what, what do they think I am, AI? Uh, uh, artificial ignorance? I mean, come on, man. Well, anyway, Brandon, hunt him down with your phone uh, or a baseball bat. I don't care which one. That man don't you. answer his phone. No, I know he Jeez. don't. I don't know why he has a phone. I don't know either. <laughs> anyway, how y'all all? Yeah, Welcome, Moon Graffon Show. A lot to go today. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, at the 10.06, Stephen Wags back. I heard from Wags since he announced he was running. I'm glad to have him on. He'll be joining us at uh, at 10.06. And then Dr. Brumfield's got some news about Leap and Brumley. like that. Brumley, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Brum, did I say Brumfield? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Brum- You're thinking of somebody else. I know uh, there is a Brumfield in politics. Uh, but... At least I didn't say psycho. No, uh, uh, I actually uh, like what uh, Brumley's doing. I, I, I think that he's a guy that really cares and uh, he's working his butt off to change some things. But anyway, we'll have him on. But before we get to all that, we're going to talk a little bit business and finances and Fitch's ratings and things of that nature. And I brought back uh, one of my favorite guys to bring on here, a banker over 50 years. I still say a banker. See, I keep touching this mouth. <laughs> That's the wrong mouse. That's not the right yeah, one. Rusty really. Cliche, Joey. Rusty, how Boy, you doing? Boy, that mouse is eating your lunch. Not no more. Not no more. I got it over. But when Mark Pope comes in, that's why I told him to Pope. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my words with him. So I hope he comes in at the break. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people 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 probably say, mean dude. I ain't mean at all. But nicest guy in showbiz. Anyway, how you doing? I'm doing great, you. man. Life is good. Things are good. Uh, been trying to stay out of that cold weather outside. <laughs> I've been doing okay. I, I, I love you. You didn't mention the heat. I'm so appreciative. Appreciative of you know. Uh, By the way, if you stay inside, really, is yeah. it hot? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know what? You know what, Moon? I was telling my grandkids the other day. One I mentioned to me, it was hot. I said, how long have you been out? Oh, uh, Papa, I went outside 15 minutes the other day. I said, when I was a kid, we got up at 7 o'clock in the morning, and we didn't come in till 6. I used to get locked out of the house. No, my mom had when they ate breakfast, you could come in, don't bring anybody in the house. We stayed outside and drank out. Well, we, we called it a... Y'all call it a guard hose. Right. We call it a hose pipe. Yeah. And it was, and it was, by the way, it was hotter back then than it is now, but your body, your body was, uh, yeah. I committed to it. Yeah. And, and, and uh, when I went to work for my daddy at the shipyard, we took salt tablets and all that. We didn't have no Gatorade or anything else. So anyway. I had, by the way, I had the, the Better Business Bureau. What's the guy's name? Brand? Oh, know. Chris Babbin. Chris Babbin came in last year. This is last year. This had nothing to do with the heat this year. Oh, it's hot. And Brandon knows how I am about that because I think it's absolutely ludicrous to think it's hotter today than it was last year, 20 years ago, the 80s, whatever. I said, Chris, let me ask you a question. He said, what? I said, Brandon's laughing because he already I said, you got up last night. What you set your temperature on last night, 90? He said, oh, no, I put on 68, 70, whatever. I said, it was cool. He said, yeah. I said, so when you got up this morning, you, how long it took you to get to your vehicle? He said, about 10 seconds. I said, what's the first thing you did when you cranked up? He said, I put the air conditioning on. So you, how long it took you to drive there? Because he came to an interview with Brandon. So how long did it take you to drive to the uh, to the studio? He said 15, 20 minutes, whatever he told me. I said, so you stayed relatively cold. I said, I'm looking right now where I'm parked. It takes me 10 seconds to get in the building. Right. I always look over that Rusty. It's 72 degrees. Sometimes it's on 70. Yeah. And I said, that's all your body is accustomed to. Right. And he said, I ain't never thought about it like that. I said, no. People watch TV and go, oh, it's hot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my favorite was yesterday that they said that, 
uh, driving is way down, and I think driving's down because people don't have money to go nowhere. Okay, I agree. Uh, particularly on the Gulf Coast, they said this was the least driving people on the Gulf Coast have done in the last twenty five years. By the way, when we were down there, we went around the Fourth of July for right. a few days, and I asked the guy, it looked busy to me. He said, "No, man." He said, "This hadn't been this hadn't been near busy summer." And I was shocked because to me, who I ain't been at the beach in three or four years, I let my wife go. That's what he told me. He said, this is not busy. Yeah. I was like falling out because there's people. It was the 4th of July. Yeah. Well, and they said the reason is is because of the heat. Now, let me ask you a serious question. When you go to the beach, don't you like for it to be hot? Well, yeah. (laughs) I like for it to be overcast at the beach, but most people like for it to be hot. Okay. Okay, Rusty. When I win, I know we're way off subject, but it's okay. (laughs) Uh, It's on my program, so we're going to do this. Uh, When the first day we went in the water, Okay, I got that. Brian, this is true. My wife, my little girl, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, we had a bunch of us there, would not get in the water because it was too cold. Now, me, I'm not laying on the beach, so right. whatever cold it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, oh Mark. <laughs> oh, you, didn't talk oh, you just stepped into the hornet's yeah, nest. Look, and don't come point me on this one because this one don't work. <laughs> I'm just letting you know it don't work. So anyway, oh, oh look now we uh, Rusty got to back out. Oh lord, got to move. Oh, my God, I'm supposed to find that. Josh Gillery almost tripped and broke his leg. Oh, so because the wire was hanging. Blame the parish president. Who put it there? I don't know. The Pope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you, I, there was always something about a Pope. But anyway, yeah, right. anyway, Rusty, that was yeah. I'm just well, it was Cope. Well, you know. Uh, what we're going to talk about this morning is pitch downgrading uh-huh. U.S. government from AAA to AA. Now, let, let me let me tell all you, you, you people, that this is serious. Uh, it's not good. It's uh, it's like you go in. Let me try to explain to you where you understand. You go in, and you got a credit score that you've really been working on, and your credit score is eight ten, and you're walking to the bank. And you say, you know, I want to go buy a new car. And they pull up your credit score. And they say, well, you know, Moon, your credit score is now 740. And you go, what happened? Because you're going to pay higher rates. You're going to pay higher. You know, people don't realize their credit scores, they pay higher rates, but they also pay higher insurance rates. They pay higher life insurance rates. Just off the credit score. Uh, Just off the credit score. So we have been downgraded. Now, there's all kind of BS out there of what caused the downgrade. You know, I read last night they said, well, it was January 6th. January 6th ain't got nothing oh, my, to do with it. I'm surprised okay. that they said, you didn't read one article that blamed climate change? <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's coming today. <laughs> you didn't read one? <laughs> I'm sure that's coming today. But look, let me try to make it very simple for you. That we spent in the last 30 days $400 billion more than we took in. And that's just in the last, last 30 days. Last 30 days. Wow. $400 billion more than we took in. Now, there are two trains of thoughts. I'm not going to say Democrat and Republicans. I'm going to say liberals and conservatives because I don't think party labels mean much anymore. So maybe I've listened to too much Moon Ball. <laughs> but <laughs> The ins you. and the outs. <laughs> yeah. But here's the, here's the facts that, that are real. Uh, the liberals... Ain't never seen more spending they don't want. Let's student loans. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. Let's give free day. And by the way, if you look at socialist, communist countries, right. I mean they they they're like that every day, right? And they fall all the time, right? Right. And, and my wife asked me, well, why would they want to run the country in the ground? I said because if you look at socialist, communist countries, 
the people in the government do extremely well. That's who does well. Now, on the other side, and this ain't Trump and Biden and all that foolishness. This is just on the other side of people who say we got to cut spending, okay? They are going to be proclaimed as the bad people come September because we we ain't making no progress on cutting spending. Now, on the other side of what I call, uh, they call themselves progressive Democrats, led by people like Jamie Dimon and Warren Buffett and them. You know, Jamie Dimon said just 120 days ago, he thinks it's time for the government to start seizing private assets. Absolutely, he said that. You know, so uh, he believes the way to solve the deficit problem is take money from everybody. The problem with that is, is if you took all the money earned by everybody who makes more than $100,000 and you took all their net worth, they go seize Moon's house and they take everything from them, you get about $25 trillion. And the debt today is approaching $33 trillion. Now, remember when they were talking about $31 trillion the other day? Uh, I remember seemed, when we were talking about $4.5 trillion when right. Bush ran. Right. right. <laughs> the first Bush. So it just continues to increase. So we're not talking about reducing the debt. There's nobody talk about that. Nope. They ain't even talking about getting back to ground zero. So let me assure you this is very, very serious because let's take the state of Louisiana. I, I did a little little work for some people the other day, and basically you can argue if it's 60% or it's 80% of every dollar spent in this state comes from the federal government. Directly or indirectly. The hospitals, go ask them. It's all Medicaid, Medicare. People are getting older. Uh, we were joking earlier coming on. Good news for everybody out there. Uh, two Swedish doctors said with AI, they think they'll have cancer cured and you'll be able to live another 10 years on average. Well, that's great, except my financial plan was for me to live another 10 to 15 years. <laughs> now i got to go relook at it. Yeah. Well, if you keep all these people on Medicare or Social Security, it becomes a problem. Well, by the way, and they, and they will because we're eventually going to a single-payer system. Everybody's on the same system. Right, right. Illegals, everybody. Everybody. And, and we can't afford it. I mean, to quote, no. to quote the man in New York yesterday, we can't afford this. Yeah. Okay? And so this is the problem. And, of course, everybody's trying to blow through it and say, well, you know, it ain't caused a problem yet. Well, look, I'll admit I graduated from college in 1968. I'm, I'm old school. I lived in the banking business for 50 years, old school. I ain't never heard in my entire life that debt was good, okay? I mean, you know. How, how about mega debt? Mega debt, <laughs> mega debt. You know, no, how about debt ain't good? How about mega debt? It's supposed yeah. to be worse, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what got me was, Warren Buffett said this morning on CNBC, well, we shouldn't be worrying about that debt. Well, if you read his book, he said the one thing you should never be in is debt. Okay, so if it's good for the government, it ought to be good for you. This is a real, real problem. One of the problems is the state of Louisiana may face it before anybody else does because when they start cutting spending, okay? Oh, we hurt. We hurt. We, we hurt. And I don't know the answer, Moon. I, I am telling people... You quit spending, that's the answer. Yeah, but you got to prepare for that. Look, it's coming home to you sooner or later, either more taxes or, or big spending cuts. And I'm not talking about little spending cuts. Hold your thought. We're going to come back and talk about it. You know the state of Louisiana, according to John Schroeder, all that money we had, 
borrowed $400 million more dollars. That's called debt. We'll take a break. Be right back. Rusty Cloutier is his name. Crime, poverty, and education are linked. And we know education cuts crime. 85% of people in jail are going home. If they can't read and write or learn a trade, they will commit more crimes and hurt more people. Some people don't want anyone in jail. Others want to lock more people up. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. I believe in both accountability and redemption. We're going to teach inmates to read and write and learn a trade so they won't learn to break and enter. I'll get our kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Party politics and empty talk has led to more crime. The truth is, politicians don't pay attention to things that work. But I do. Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at MatthewJames.com. Support local. Welcome back, Moon Show. Great to have you with us. Rusty Cluche, who's been in the business, banking business for over 50 years, worried about the debt. And, you know, Rusty, when we see that, I watch some of the experts talking about fear. Hey, it's really not a big deal going from AAA to uh, AA, and it's not a big deal. And I go, because of something you said earlier, when does it become a big deal? Why do we want something? You a banker. You know about debt. Old Moon comes to get along and says, man, you got all this debt. I can't give you money to buy a new house. Look at the debt. I mean, you can't, I can't do it. Why? You're making a smart business move for your bank. Period. You know, right. you've, been, you've been in and out. You understand what I'm saying? So, but if you give it to me, when I blow up, you're going to say I made a bad move. So, you don't know if. It's not a matter of if. It's when. Yeah. You can't run, I think, uh, Biden's last budget. I mean, they're talking about $50 trillion, about 19, I mean, 2032, 2034. So it's going to happen. Why do we want it to happen where you lose everything and then go, okay, now what do we do? Yeah, I mean, look, the problems with Social Security, I just mentioned about us living longer, problems with Medicare, uh, problems with Medicaid, problems with all of those things. 
are, are still coming. They ain't going away. Anybody who thinks they're going away is kidding themselves. But remember those experts you listen to. Uh, people don't realize when they tune into, let me say Jamie Dimon, when you do business with Chase Bank, you just soon be doing business with the Chinese government. They, they are... They are international. They make no bones about it. You read any of their stuff, they're they're international bankers. They're not like your local bank that cares about, you know, what's going on in in your local community, Maragouin or whatever. So uh, they are very much focused on the international situation. They could care less about Germany or France or anything else. You know, they'll they'll go do business with Russia. And and, and so... uh, we right now, the best argument I heard yesterday was about not worrying about the debt is they said, well, you know, Rusty, it's kind of like LSU winning a national championship. You don't really complain that all the other teams were terrible if you win, okay? So if they all bad, okay, and, and you finish first, you're like, you go celebrate, all right? Well, Even though you might not have been that good, you better than the worst. The worst. Yeah. And that's the problem we have. Most of the world now is in very bad situations. I mean, China's in a bad situation, Japan, all of them's in a bad situation. But here's the other thing with the debt problem. You know, every time I, I'm out and I see a young mama with a child, I go thank her for having a baby. That ain't easy. Brandon can tell you having kids ain't a piece of cake. All right. Mm-hmm. But do you know the replacement? Oh, it's, a, it's a lot of gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> the replacement rate right now mm-hmm. in the United States is 94%. That's it. 94%. In Louisiana, we ain't got a replacement rate. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard me talk about these parishes that are. No, we, no, no. We've gotten older and the best and youngest, youngest and brightest are leaving. That's when they're having babies in Texas and Tennessee right. and all these other places. Right. We, it, it, we having babies, but we, those people are not having babies. Right. There. But what I'm talking about, it, national, across the United States, the replacement rate the last five years has been 94%. Now, if you run in a Ponzi scheme, which I would tell you Social Security and Medicare is, you know, the working people pay in and the people like me take out, mm-hmm. okay? And I know people say, oh, I paid in all my life. Well, you know, I've been on it six years now. I'm ahead of the game. I didn't figure it out. Uh, but if you don't have the people to pay in, Who's going to put the money in? Because there ain't no money there. So we are in a a situation to where Fitch is trying to point this out. Now, they take parts of it and say, well, you know, Fitch said it's because we don't have a government. You're right. We don't have a government. We really don't. Uh, I can tell you right now, you could tell me what party person you're going to have on. If you say, I got a guest at 10 o'clock He's a Democrat or he's a Republican. I can tell you what he's going to say. It don't matter. Barely on a national scale. Uh, Particularly on a national scale. You know, I can tell you right now, they're going to sing the party line no matter what it is. And and right now, for the next 18 months, rather than worrying about the debt crisis, we're going to worry about how corrupt Joe Biden and Donald Trump is. And this is is like a third-world country. Well, it's getting there very, very quickly. You Rusty Cluche, my special know. guest. Who you thought we're going to take a break? We'll be back in a second seconds. Mr. Cluche, if you want a question or comment, at the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. We'll be right back.
insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Explore the natural beauty of Louisiana with a staycation at one of Louisiana's 21 state parks. There are activities for the whole family to enjoy. You can kayak under towering moss-draped trees, ride horseback down winding trails, play disc golf in the piney woods, or catch a state-record bass. And when the sun sets and it's time to relax, our cabins are the ideal place to unwind and enjoy the company of family and friends around the campfire. If that's not your camping style, try campsites or glamping. We're ready for your adventure. Find everything you need to book your stay at LouisianaStateParks.com. Louisiana State Parks, where you can be a world away, yet so close to home. Folks, the staycation is a wonderful getaway. 21 State Parks, we've got something for you and the whole family. You need to come check us out, folks. Once again, LouisianaStateParks.com, LouisianaStateParks.com. Get away. You don't have to go too far to have a blast in Louisiana. As parents, we have a lot to be proud of. Our kids are smart, talented, and dedicated, but all of them are at risk. One in three Louisiana high school students use e-cigarettes, and every day more teens struggle with vape-related problems like nicotine addiction and lung damage. The time to talk to your teen is now, and we can help. Get vaping facts, talking tips, and quitting resources at BehindTheHazeLA.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Justice. My friend and I are taking... This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. My friend Rusty Cloutier, who's a, a, a bank of over 50 years and still follows all his stuff, especially with banking and money. You know, Rusty, when you was a banker, uh, you're talking about debt, $34 trillion. I would think from a business perspective, when you look at something like that, if I walked in with mega debt, you, you can't just give away a loan like that. You just can't. Here it is, can you? No. Uh, let me give you a great example of this, Moon, is it in the 1980s and then again, the early 2000s, people in the oil field business would carry a lot of debt. Oh, you know, the oil field's always going to be good. And by the way, oil's over 80 again today. Uh, price of gasoline's oh, going so up. I've seen it. I've seen uh, but, uh, oh, it'll always be good and always be good. And then they get the call from Chevron saying, we ain't using your product anymore. We, we're canceling. We're leaving. We're gone. Okay. Uh, the boats get tied up at Fusho and all of that, and they start sucking that debt. Um, the problem with debt is sooner or later it comes home. Now, the one thing everybody's counting on for the government to pay its debt uh, to not get in worse trouble is never having a recession. Never. Okay? Just 
That ain't realistic. Well, no, it ain't realistic. And, and, and so you got increasing. And here's the problem we face. We're not talking about paying down the debt. We're going to have big, you can get ready. You can quote me next month when they start screaming and hollering because they got to pass the budget. Remember, we're 60 days from the 2024 budget. October the 1st is a fiscal year. And a lot of conservatives want to cut spending. And the Democrats, or the liberals say, we want more spending, more spending. So you're going to have another real Donnybrook in Washington. But we're not talking about paying back the debt. We're talking about not as much deficit spending. And so we're going to have a Donnybrook, but I don't know how we start cutting spending. I mean, my simple question is, let's say somebody says, okay, we're not going to cut Moon and all the good people, the individuals. we just going to cut the spending to the states. That's the easiest to do. What happens to Louisiana if they cut 20% of the federal money? Well, you know, I asked the question to many elected officials, and they said it would be like unbelievable devastation. And I'm going, it's set up to do this because me and you talked about it before. They don't have anywhere to go to cut. So they could look at the states and say, we can't send it to you anymore. Well, the state of Louisiana at that point is dead meat. And then you know what else is dead meat? Since every municipality, every inch of the state is concerned about government spending, you just watch the smorgasbord money they spend, even though we borrowed $400 million more. Uh, All these people were depending on the state giving them money. So when the state gets cut 20%, the local municipalities get cut, but these people are going to go. And this is what I've been trying to warn them, but people that want their fat cat money and they want all this money, they don't really care. I told you, Rusty, they could take money. They could be taking money for Louisiana of every widow in the country and taking money out of their bank accounts in Louisiana. And most of these people, I'm being blunt, wouldn't care as long as they got theirs. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? No, no, you're not wrong. You know what it reminds me of? When I was in college, I went to Nickel State. I was in college. I had a lot of friends who partied like crazy. And I'm not picking on Nichols. I'm sure it was every college. I'm sure it was at Northeast when you were there. Oh, I, I, I heard about it. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, I heard about it, bro. I saw him in person. But, go ahead, but, but they knew they were going to flock out. They knew what was coming. Okay. Did they try to change? You know, I'd tell them, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't go out tonight and you ought to study a little bit and at least try to stay in school. But they would tell and, and, and remember, Moon, this is in the, the 1960s. You know what they were facing if they flunked out of school? Army. Military. They were going to Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So you would think they would pay attention. They were like, oh, you worry too much about that stuff. You know, you, know, you worry too much. Ain't no big deal. Well, you know, this is the same thing. This continues to run, continues to run. And they say, yeah, but, but Jamie Dimon or Warren Buffett said, they don't care about individuals. They care about what they do. They care about the international markets. So, uh, look, I can't believe Fitch downgraded everything and everybody wants to blow past it and say, well, it ain't a big deal. It ain't a big deal. Well, you know what? You, you asked me a banking question. Let me ask you this question. People who have a lot of debt right now, personal debt, home loans, car loans, whatever, when they get their utility bill in September, okay, we kid about it being hot, but you agree that utility bills... Yeah, I never said it wasn't hot. I just laughed and it's always a front-page story. <laughs> utility <laughs> bills are going up, there's no doubt. And, and how about gasoline prices? Oh, yeah. You filled up lately? I saw 356 coming in today. Yeah, yeah, it'll be $4 for long. 
So food prices. I mean, that, I'm not, that's always been outrageous. Uh, it's up. It's up twenty twenty five percent since a year ago. And so you know, you, you're looking at all these increases, and you got this debt. And I promise you, old Brandon shows up at the bank and says, you know, you got to remember, I got two young kids. I'm making about the same amount of money. Y'all got to have some, some breaks for me and not make me repay my loan this month. You know what that banker's going to tell them? I know. I was in the business 50 years. Brandon, you got to have a less standard of living. That's it. Right, he make, him and his wife make a half a million. But I know what you're saying for the average person. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but... He's laughing. He's laughing because he makes four. I wish. I he mean, works, you know, he works four eighty nine. I'm okay. sorry, I'm exaggerating yeah, a little sure. bit. <laughs> but but he works for me. I know what he makes. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, you no, got, you're right. You're right. You have a lot of people applying for his job. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, I'm just telling you. By the way, that by, when you got a lot of debt, and look, the, the problem with the state of Louisiana is that you go right around this state. You go ride around the hospitals. You better bring some extra tires, univers- but go ahead. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> but you go ride around the hospitals and the universities and all of this. Look, uh, those are Hilton hotels they built. But they financed all that stuff for 30 years. I don't care if you're talking about ULM, you're talking about UL and Lafayette, you're talking about LSU. Beautiful places, all financed for 30 years. Now, if the government stops paying, federal government, says we ain't giving no more student loans, no more tops, no more Pell Grants. What happens to those places? Okay? It disintegrate. If the hospitals get told we're not fully reimbursing you for Medicare and Medicaid, what happens? Nobody's thinking all of this. They're just spending money like no tomorrow, no tomorrow. Moogra Farms could go out to, today because I know, look, I understand the marketing business. I finance some people. Right now in the advertising business, this is great times because of political ads. You get a lot of money. And Moon says, well, you know what, man, the, the next 60 days is going to be good. Everybody's going to be buying ads. So buy I'm me go, a new boat. I'm going to go, go buy me a $100,000 boat, okay? <laughs> That's right. but, but then along comes November, and all these political ads die off, and Moon's got to go back to making a regular living. This is going to, to be a problem. It's coming. And look, all of this is being set up for Donnybrook in September because remember what I started with? We added to the debt $400 billion in the last 30, 30 days. days. 30 days. Well, here's a, here's a, a request right here to uh, do an endorsement uh, right here for a bank. Okay. <laughs> what bank is it? Just, well, I'll show it to you in a minute. I'll show it to you in a minute, but I don't want to go live on it. Uh, anyway, I'm just kind of laughing because we talk about banks and the deal came across. Well, well let me let me give you the, <laughs> let me let me let me spend two minutes talking about banks. Oh, I thought you were going to say well, you going. Let me spend two million. Uh, I was going to say okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, I don't want you. I, I, I do want you to go back to the banks. But one other thing that I want to mention alone that we'll come back and talk about the banks when you come back because I do want you to talk about small banks. And, right. But Rusty, something was never even mentioned what we talked about. You did it a little bit, but I want to go a little bit deeper into it. Inflation. If the government keeps printing. These gas prices go up. The food prices are going up. All this printing has to do with the Green New Deal. 90% of it has to be due with the biggest damn lie I've ever seen in my life. And yet they're going to keep printing that money. And all this stuff is out of price. I mean, I was looking at the U.K. They have to shut a windmill program down because it's too high. How do we get out of the inflationary period that we're in? I mean, this is you mentioned all other things going up, okay? But just pure inflation is eating the money out of our pockets. They're eating a whole lot of our pockets. 
Well, let, let me ask Brandon one question. <clears throat> if they did away with plastics in this building, what would happen? Uh, that would not be good. How about, <laughs> if, they, how about if they get rid of, rid of plastics out of hospitals? Yeah, uh, plastics anywhere. But what I'm saying is the inflationary, rusty, inflation's caused right. by what we're doing, printing of money. It's, that's the biggest cause of inflation. We're not stopping. No. And they don't care. And I, will, I think you agree with this. I'm going to let you comment and we're going to take a break. Cheap energy means cheap food. Correct. Cheap energy means we can do all this work around this country. Cheap food means we can feed our people. Most important thing, that's what fossil fuels, that's what natural gas, that's what it gave us. And, and let me tell you, the biggest joke in the world is that we got green energy, windmills and oh, solar farms. Uh, like, uh, we got to go electric car. I'm going to go get an electric car and charge it at my house. Well, where's that electricity coming from? Poof, is just showing up. Okay. No, you're, you think your utility bills are high. Wait till I, you get electric cars. I, I spent six years on the Fed studying all of this. It's a joke. You cannot, you cannot get joke. cheaper than natural gas. No. Natural gas and just oil in general. And God gave us the earth and the gulf and the sea and the ocean. He gave us all this so we could do this to feed our people. Right. Fight yeah. wars. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, let me hold you. Rusty Couche, one more segment with Rusty. Uh, come back and get back in the bank. Right, I right. do want you to talk about banks. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. I think of the Nicole Spellman Group. I think of expertise. I think of people being relieved when they got to sell your home. When you have to sell a home, are you trying to buy a home? It's not nice to have a person that you can grab or a company you can grab and say, hey, help me do this. I need the stress taken off. I got life to live. This company's out of Baton Rouge, but let's say you live in a place like Monroe. Man, they can help you in Monroe or anywhere in the great state of Louisiana. That's what's unique about the company, and hardly anybody does what they do. They reach the whole state so they can help you sell your home anywhere. You know, when you look at Nicole Spellman Group, they have a system of selling houses. They got a system that creates more demand. And what does that do? It results more multiple offer situations. And by the way, that helps you get more money to closing faster than the average agent. That's pretty awesome. That's what Nicole Spellman Group is all about. Anywhere in the state of Louisiana, they can service you. They can help you. They can take the pressure off of you to sell at home and get top dollar. NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. I'm telling you, when you go to them, you're going to go, wow, I'm so glad I heard about them. I-10 brings the border crisis to our backyard, delivering human trafficking, fentanyl, and warring cartels. Since Biden can't secure the border, Liz Merle will secure Louisiana as our next attorney general. She successfully fought and delayed the Biden administration's border policies and stopped the revolving door justice system. It's why DAs across the state and the Republican Attorneys General Association have endorsed Liz Merle. Trusted, conservative leadership. Liz Merle for attorney general. Paid for by Liz Merle for attorney general. John Wayne praise
Welcome back. Last segment of the hour. Don't forget Stephen Waggus back. Uh, Wag's running for governor. He'll visit with us, get his ideas of what he's thinking about for the state of Louisiana. Dr. Brumley with the uh, superintendent of education coming at 10 to 30. So we've we kind of grouped up today. Rusty Cloutier, I appreciate him coming in. You're, you're talking about the small bank, and, and I love bringing you. I've, I've had a gentleman out of Baton Rouge. I bring on some, too. A uh, small bank is still where, it's, where it is. I mean, that's, that's, that's where people ought to be putting their money. Well, you know, I, look, there's a lot of national stuff out there pushed by Jamie Dimon. I'll tell you who pushes it, that you need to get your money in the big banks, too big to fail and all of that. Look, all that money, if you're going to make a deposit with one of the five largest banks in America, that money's heading overseas, okay? It's going to Venezuela, Argentina, Russia. They don't, they're not big on, on, on these events in the United States. That's been proven over and over and over again. Your local banks are, are, are where you are. Those are the people who finance the local communities, be they Baton Rouge, yeah. Shreveport, Lafayette, whatever. They're all, and here's something that we need to understand. The Fed has been withdrawing liquidity from the system. You can walk in any bank in South Louisiana right now, and you can get 5% and above on a CD. It's pretty simple. they all dying for money. They all are calling me. This is because banks were fat with liquidity uh, when COVID was hot because everybody had money. It is drying up. Uh, they're really dying for money. So I encourage you. The brokerage houses, too, are calling people up and saying, look, I can I can give you some great rates right now. And But I do encourage you, uh, if you have some money sitting idle, it's a great time to go talk to a local bank. You can just go ride down the street and pull in one and get 5% pretty easily. Uh, but support these local community banks. Uh, you know, they put out yesterday, Jamie Dimon did, that he got PacWest to merge with uh, California uh, Bank, and he said, you know, people need to get with the larger banks, the larger banks, the larger banks. Uh, well, this is to their benefit. And that that would be like uh, uh, the Walmart uh, uh, saying you need to be shopping at Sam's. Yeah, the, 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 bee, the bee farmer ain't saying eat more chicken on it. Right, right. No, <laughs> no, no. And so, you know, that that's where we are. But the community banks, look, as I said when I was on your program a while back when uh, Silicon Valley and them failed, you know a long time in advance when a community bank's in trouble. I can tell you right now, there is no community banks in Louisiana in trouble. I would have heard about it. Uh, you know, they are getting hell from the regulators. You know, Biden's people, 25-year-old regulators are walking in, uh, stopping them from financing. I had a customer call me the other day. He's been cut off at his bank because of the regulators. And uh, this GSE stuff they're pushing is very, very difficult. But please, please, please support your local businesses. I don't care if it's banks. It's oh, any local business, absolutely. Uh, you know, Support them because that's what they depend on, and that's what you got to have. So, look, this will—you almost probably call me in forty-five days and say, "Let's talk about the budget crisis again," because it's coming up in no, September. No, no. They're always going to run to the very end, uh, you know, and and we're going to hear it again. But there is things you can do. What would I encourage people to do today? Me and you have had this conversation. You can admit to this, Moon. Pay down debt. Get liquid. Because you don't know what's coming next. And, uh, you know, inflation ain't going away anytime soon. Price no. of oil is back up. You know, 
and, and hey, I'll tell you something else, Rusty, just general living. I can show you right here. I got the story I was going to talk about. I mean, I get the state farm increase. Yeah. Seven, that's, I'm a state farm guy. Yeah. 17% increase. Now, 17% for the year, your food price, your gas price is up. My question is, do you have any idea how much credit card debt has been run up in oh, the yeah. last three or four yeah, years? Yeah. I'm just kind of curious. Is that back it, to it, bad it, level? It, it is the highest it has been in history. Okay. Right now? Right now. Oh, my God. And the other thing is, is that I read last night put out by one of the banking organizations that getting a car loan is becoming very, very difficult because delinquencies on automobiles are at an all-time high. What do you make when the, the federal government wants everybody to electric vehicle and you pick up and say Ford lost $4.5 billion in the first quarter or whatever they did, year or whatever, and you start seeing this and, and you go to these dealerships and they don't have they don't have the combustion engine, they jack the price of the combustion engine to make it look like electric is cheaper. Not to mention if you buy an electric car and you already got these high utility bills, how much higher are they going to be? But what do you make when you see a company like Ford lost $4.5 billion pushing something that nobody wants? Let's be blunt. Nobody even needs that. If you want one, that's fine. But you don't even need that. What do you make when you see a company like that lose? they all losing their rear ends off. The impossible hamburger. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what that is. Uh, I okay. tell you, you eat all of them you want to. <laughs> That's what that is. Okay. They can pitch that stuff. Remember when McDonald's came out with McLight and Taco Bell came out with them? I have a friend, one of the largest Taco Bell franchises in the world, who said they almost went bankrupt when Taco Bell wanted to start pushing healthy eating and all of that. They had to come out with the bacon-wrapped tacos Okay, to get back into business. Yeah. Okay. By the way, anything wrapped in bacon, I'll probably eat. <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing, Moon. You're selling something people don't want. You know, the number one thing I've heard from people lately is I'm going to buy me a car because I want to buy a car now to last the next 10, 15 years because I ain't getting one of those. And, and the thing about it, they, they price so high now. Right. You know, and I and I got vehicles. One is not that old. My trucks is, I say it's always 117, 18,000 miles on I'm trying to do something I've never done in my life. Put 250. Yeah. That's my goal now to put 250 on the vehicle. Well, well, and the other thing, too. And by yeah. the way, that hurts the car place because normally at about 100, 125, or 30, I'm buying a new one. But at the prices that have been jacked up, not by the car dealers, it's been jacked up because of the federal government, their regulation, all this green new crazy that's off the roof crazy. And, and the thing is, they have been trying, they've been calling up their customers who bought a gas vehicle last year and trying to buy it back from them because they got another customer that wants it. You know, you can't sell to people what they don't want, and, that, and that's the problem. But I, I, I think you know? i just kind of curious because when you see those kind of losses and then we've seen the, 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 the automobile manufacturing has been bailed out so many times by, by the federal government, the federal government's going to own that. And just like with all this carbon capture and green new electric, they're going to own the energy people because you see Exxon and Chevron and all these people now – Shell, they all giving all these money to these universities to start these new programs with new diversity program and a new cultural program and new. They're dumping money back into universities. Who is the one telling all these people that we we, we gonna save the planet and change the weather? Yeah, yeah. Good luck. And look, by the way, when I come back in November, we can talk about how cold it is outside. <laughs> oh no, they won't be talking about that, Rusty. Oh, they no. always pick it up at about June and run it hard. And then soon, let me tell you something. I read an article today. 
they they said uh they remember they had a few disturbances out in the in the coast. Atlantic looks quiet at once as once worrying disturbance heads north. Hurricane fight. They upset. They want hurricanes to hit. They yeah. need them hurricanes to hit. But, but I guarantee you, November and December, they're going to be claiming, oh, it's so cold, but due to climate change. Oh, yeah. Due to climate By the way, I, I read an article the other day. Guy hurt, broke his toenail, Brandon. You know why? Climate change. <laughs> Rusty, thank you. Always a pleasure. All right. Always All right. my pleasure. Stephen Waggers back when we get back. The Dan Bongino Show, here on News Talk 96.5, KPEL. Yes, it's that time of the year again, back to school shopping. And with inflation, we know it hasn't gotten any cheaper. Here's how we want to help you out. Download the KPEL News app and click on Hold Pass Cash, and you can win a $500 prepaid Visa gift card. Just follow the assignments to earn points and increase your chances to win. We're making back-to-school shopping better with All Pass Cash. Brought to you by Acadiana-owned and operated Mattress Gallery, located on Collie Saloon across from River Ranch. From selection to delivery, it's Mattress Gallery. News Talk, 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It's not his fault. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Former President Trump posted that on social media ahead of his arraignment today in a third indictment. He wrote President Biden, who he called Crooked Joe, told the attorney general to charge him with as many crimes as he can concoct because Democrats don't want to run against him, the 2024 Republican frontrunner. But a Trump rival in the race blames him for his legal troubles. Will Hurd just told Fox. We didn't have to be here if Donald Trump accepted that he lost the election in, in 2020. It wasn't stolen from him. It was lost because he failed to grow the Republican brand. As for the prior indictment, the former congressman says... When you got the report that you had classified information, just give it back. The former president's due in court in about five hours. We're expecting the president to arrive this afternoon, have his fingerprints taken, enter a plea on the four new counts. Three conspiracy charges and one obstruction charge related to his actions after the 2020 election. Fox Business Network's Grady Trimble outside the court where the former president claims he cannot get a fair trial because it's a very Democratic city. Days after Republicans interviewed a key witness in their investigation into President Biden and his son Hunter's business dealings, we have the transcript. Devin Archer says they sold the Biden brand to help save a Ukrainian energy company from failing. Former Hunter Biden business associate Devin Archer claims the company Burisma, where Hunter Biden served as a board member, saw value in having the Biden brand attached to it and that legally, quote, people would be intimidated to mess with them. Archer claims Hunter Biden put then-Vice President Biden on speakerphone during dinners and meetings with business associates over 20 times. Fox's Ryan Schmelz. The White House maintains there's no evidence President Biden did anything wrong. Mexico is trying to identify two bodies found this week in the Rio Grande River. One near the controversial floating barrier Texas installed to stop illegal migrant crossings. The U.S. has gone to court demanding Republican Governor Greg Abbott remove the barrier, but he's refused. America's listening to Fox News. This could be the start of a break-in. Stop. This is simply safe. Or the end of one. 
Introducing 24-7 LifeGuard protection, only from Simply Safe. Now, monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders through our new indoor camera to help stop crime in real time and for fast police response. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash radio. Advanced home security, 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks VapoCool Drops. Yeah, Vicks VapoCool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. Dino's Pizza Like No Other, family-owned and operated restaurant in the Acadiana area serving the highest quality pizza on their signature crispy cracker-like crust. Make Dino's Pizza a part of your family traditions. Two locations, Bertrand and Kali Saloon. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on the Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is a Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Let's jump gears. Let's go to the governor's race. We got one of the candidates in the governor's race. His name is Stephen Wagaspack. He's known as Wag. Stephen, what's going on, brother? Well, oh, I was about to say the music was roaring pretty loud, but it just went off, man. How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, uh, yeah, put me in a good mood. I was doing some toe tapping. Yeah, it was well, good, man. Well, we, we, we like to have fun, too, on this program, as you know. <laughs> but, uh, hey, Wag, let's do this first. Uh, uh, talk about the campaign just a little bit. Uh, how do you feel it's yeah. going for you? I mean, from your perspective and from the from the team's perspective, how y'all feel like y'all doing? Are you on course to to be where you want to be right now? Just Just things in general like that. I got... Q&A a little bit about what you want to do with the state if you become governor. Sure. Yeah, no, feeling great about it. Look, we got in about, I don't know, 120-something days ago, whatever it is. And so we're the late entrant to the race. We're kind of the, the Johnny-come-lately to a certain extent. But we're getting really good response around the state. We feel great about it. We're raising money. Uh, we're getting good traction. The other piece I would say is that was kind of clear to me is most people in this state – you know, they're just living their life, they're on summer vacation, whatever, they're oh, yeah. doing their thing. They're not really dialed in. And so I kind of think like there's two factors. One, when kids go back to school, and two, when football comes on television, mm-hmm. that's when people kind of dial their brain back into the real world and get to their schedules and say, okay, what's going on in, in life now? And that's when I think they're going to start paying attention to this race. So we feel like, you know, come that, you know, post-Labor Day moment, that's when people say, all right, what's going on? There's a governor's race with the candidates. Let's kick the tires on all of them. And so, look, at that point, we're going to be ready to kind of put our message out there and all that. And, you know, we're still doing it now, but I think in a bigger way. And our hope is that that's kind of when people say, okay, let's look at all the candidates. And, look, I just want everyone to compare us all on the substance, on the facts and all that stuff. 
and just uh, I think if that happens, I think we have a really good story to tell. Um, and look, we're working the state hard. I stepped down from my previous job, so um, I guess you can call me an unemployed candidate right now. But um, we're uh, we're working hard every single day, and uh, just getting really good response, and uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, why I tell people if I'm looking for a job, I'm working really hard. <laughs> I go for anybody. I go exactly. for anybody. Hey, let's uh let's do this. You uh so there got to be a reason you want to run for governor. Me and you've talked about this yeah. in the past. You 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 yeah. felt like this for a while. If you could be governor tomorrow. And, you know, we could go over 9,000 things we need to change because we got a lot of changing to do. But if you had to take four or five, three or four, two or three things that you think are major for the state to quit being last, to get ahead of this. I know we got good people here. You know that, too. But, man, yeah, I just want to compete. I want to compete. I want our state to compete for these kids that are leaving and compete for jobs. What will you do? What's, what's the first thing you're going to try to do? You governor today, what you going to try to do? Yeah, well, look, I, I want to dive into some of those policy things, but there is an overarching umbrella on top of that. I just got to really state that, that I think the biggest challenge I feel around the state is there's kind of this, like, culture of low expectations. There's kind of like this lost hope where there's so many Louisianans who are like, man, I love this state, but I'm just not sure it's ever going to stop tripping over its own shoelaces. And we got to reinstill confidence. And so whoever the next leader is, whether it's me or someone else, we got to reinstill confidence, a swagger, a, a, a we-can-do-this type vibe. Because so many people have kind of given up, and that, that's really that, – that gets into a toxic personality. We see that ruin locker rooms and, and athletic teams all the time. It can ruin a locker room for a state if we're not careful. So I want to have a, a, a leader that can reinstill confidence. But once you get past that, look, man, we got a lot of folks living in poverty in this state, and we got to train them for, for jobs, uh, get them off the couch, and get them in the workforce. That's going to help us on low on our state spend on Medicaid. It's going to help us rebuild our workforce. So that, to me, that begins and ends with education reform. The number one thing there, you got to instill parent choice, put parents in charge. You got to really bend the bureaucracy to make sure we can meet kids where they are, give them technical training and, uh, and soft skills and, and fiscal training so that they can come out ready to work. We have too many of our kids going through school who they don't have good mentors at home, they don't have good mentors in the neighborhood or in their society, and they don't know what being a proper citizen is. You have to train them on the skills and just the the communal lifestyle in our high school so we can build that workforce. So workforce development begins early, and it really kicks off to me in rebranding our high schools and instilling technical training and real-world expertise into that. So that's a big piece there on I lead on the front end. The second thing is I think it's obviously tax reform. I mean, right now, if you look at our states around us in the South that are absolutely killing it in the post-COVID era, they're doing it because they've got a good story to tell of low taxes, less bureaucracy and politics, qualified workforce, safe communities, all that stuff. I think we need to keep driving down that income tax responsibly, grow the economy, bring in new industries. And when you get growth, don't inflate spending, squeeze down those income tax rates, try to get them as low as we can. And also remove all the unnecessary boards, commissions, agencies, fees, all these fiefdoms that stop entrepreneurship. There's a lot of people out there who they have a pretty cool idea and they want to turn it into a small business. If the state steps in and says, oh, you got to take this many hours of training, or you got to pay this fee, or you got to get in this line, and it just stops entrepreneurship. So on the tax regulatory form, I think that's a big piece there as well. Uh, as well. Those are kind of the two big ones I'd say on that front. The third one's crime. It's a huge issue all over the place. When you talk to sheriffs, you talk to DAs, you talk to judges, there's kind of like three or four things that really pop up. First of all, it's hard to recruit cops. You know, people go in law enforcement – they get attacked by the media. They get attacked by social media. You know, you need a leader who backs the badge, who's going to back cops. And now I will definitely do that. We have to do new training academies. We have to put money in payment so we can attract cops because 
inflationary wages are making some people who used to go in law enforcement go into local industry or elsewhere. So we do have to pay more. We have to back them more. We got to use some of that surplus to invest in technology for crime, body cams, license plate readers, street side cams in high crime areas because poor people don't want to testify anymore because they're going to get, you know, someone come after them. So you have to have technology to prove those cases. We got to remove the loopholes where some of these juvenile offenders who are getting picked up, they just get released. It's kind of a catch and release program. And you have to create juvenile beds, mental health beds, so that when they pick these kids up, they can put them into a secure facility, remediate those that need it, and just incarcerate those that need that too, remove that cycle uh, from there. That's a big piece on the crime front. And I guess the last thing I would say is, you know, since you said four, um, I'll, I'll put Oh, just time. three or four. I just, whatever you want to do. Go ahead. Yeah, and the last one I said, the, the last two big issues you hear a lot about are infrastructure and legal reform. And look, we got to tackle both those in a, in a responsible way. We got to bring folks together. You know, it's expensive to live here in Louisiana. The cost of insurance is killing folks. And so I want to bring the insurers and the legal community into a room, get a couple pizzas, get a couple cases of beer, lock the doors, and say, we ain't getting out, guys, until we have a compromise on figuring out how we can improve our legal climate, reduce our insurance rates, bring in more competition. I'm tired of both sides blaming each other. I'm going to put them in a room, and I'm going to force a compromise, and we'll see how that works. Yeah, you know, uh, Stephen Wagerspack, my special guest, he is running for the uh, governor of great state of Louisiana. Stephen, you, you watched the budget process many, many times. I mean, you were with lobby for so long. You, you, uh, you, you've been a lobbyist. You, you've, you've worked it. Do we have a spending problem? Do we have a really spending problem? Yeah. I've always said we had a spending problem in the state of Louisiana. What I mean by that, more than amount of money is the priority of the way we spend in money. And should the s- local governments... You know, give them back one or two cents sales tax and let them figure it out themselves and the state get out of being mom and daddy to everybody. Do we have a spending problem? Yeah, we do. And look, you know, over the last, I guess you'd call it 10 years, uh, maybe, you know, um, we're about 20 billion higher in our budget than we were back then. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty big increase that's hard to sustain. Now, is a lot of that federal money, you know, the feds keep printing money and dumping it on the states. Some of that's federal money. But what happens in Louisiana over the years is federal money comes in and props up temporary programs. And then when the federal money goes away, Correct. the capital says, oh, we can't let that program exist, uh, expire. We have to just find state money to backfill it. And so state money has been used over the years to backfill expiring pro- programs. That's a, that is a slippery slope that must be stopped. And so I do think that's a big piece um, on that front. Yeah, we do have a, a spending problem in the state. The other thing is our Constitution basically blocks up everything except for health care and higher ed and a little bit of public safety. And so when there is deficits and all that stuff, those are the areas that get cut. And that's just dumb. And so, you know, going in the Constitution and basically, you know, thinning out that Constitution, I'd say, making it more of like a statement of values and principles as compared to like a safety deposit box that creates tripwire for smart budgeting. I think that's probably the right way to do it as well. That's a good way to control spending um, on that front. And so, but the last piece I would say, Moon, I've heard you talk about this on your show a lot. I mean, if you go back 100 years in the 20s when we wrote our first modern constitution, we were about a million people larger than Florida. We were about three million people less than Texas. We were right basically on the same starting point compared to our sizes. At that point in time, we wrote a constitution that put all the money and power and patronage and politics in the state capital. And Texas and Florida decided, never mind, we're going to trust our counties to run our future. Mm-hmm. And then since then, all we've done is double down on that failed approach. And what have we seen? Our neighbors to the east and west are blowing and going, and they're doing it not because of the governor and not because of the legislature or capital outlay and that garbage. They're doing it because their local counties 
have control of those states' future. They pay their taxes locally through property taxes, and they don't pay income taxes to the state. Mm -hmm. If I could go back at a magic wand, I would prefer that approach. I'd say, hey, taxes closest to the people are the best way to possibly control it. And so I'd rather have local dollars stay local. I don't know if you could unwind that now. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But over time, if, I think if you can squeeze that income tax rate down as the economy grows, push more of the bureaucracy out and push more of the resources down to the local level, maybe we can start looking a little bit more like Texas and Florida and start competing more aggressively with them also. No, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem. That's why I mentioned it earlier, maybe giving us the, the uh, local governments back a couple cents on a sales tag, one cent, whatever it is, to let them start doing it. They don't have to go there and we have mm -hmm. fights over programs and this program get cut because you didn't vote with the governor or you didn't vote with the speaker. Those are the type right. of problems. Now, I will say this real quick before I take a break. I'm going to let you stay one more segment, if you will. Uh, yeah. I, I, the uh, Constitutional Convention. Now, they tried to push this a year or two ago, and I don't remember where you were, and it doesn't matter at this time. But I was against it because I think it takes the right players at a Constitutional Convention. Who's going to be there? What are we going to be talking about? Uh, are you, will you try to get a Constitutional Convention? Is that something that you would want to see? Because I'm always leery of that because I don't know the players. And if the players of the old good old boy network that got us here, count me out. Just your thoughts. Hey, look, this is a tough call for the exact reason you're bringing up. I get asked all the time, do you like a convention? And I say, well, it depends on how it's structured. If you get real people from the real world in that convention to take a fresh look at how we should do things, then, yeah, I'm into it. But that means no politicians, no legislators. You don't just take the, the, the legislators of today, put them in a different room, put a powder wig on their head, and call it a convention. That doesn't do anything. Yeah. But if you get real people from the districts to come in and take a fresh look from a Main Street perspective, then, yeah, I'd be cool with it then. And hopefully what they would see is what I think most business people see is that you got way too much, you know, stuff in there you don't need. you got way too much restrictions and heavy-handedness. That could be helpful, but to get through the legislature, a lot of times they want to control and put all the special interest on the convention. I would oppose a convention that just basically takes the legislature and put it on it or puts the special interest groups and puts it on it. I would want a true election of local people, yeah. and then I'd be interested in doing it. Yeah, the thing about it is once the, the Constitution Convention is held and the, if the Constitution passes the muster, uh, everybody talks about all these constitutional amendments we have. There'd be 29,000 on the first ballot. Yeah, exactly. Let me take a break. Let me take a break. Hold your thought right there, uh, Stephen Wags back, my special guest. He's running for governor. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show. We'll take a break. Come back one more short segment. And then uh, Dr. Brumley was going. It's about education, what's going on, the good news, bad news, what we're still working toward. We'll be right back. handcuff the police instead of criminals we have a problem this is jeff landry as an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy i will defend not defund our police serving as your attorney general i've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street i have seen the need for change and i will lead as your governor i will reverse failed policies that are driving crime bring truth and transparency to criminal justice and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. 
Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Moving to the front show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is the uh, Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If we can stop Waggus back from dancing, uh, <laughs> you can come answer <laughs> I only got a few minutes left, uh, Wag, but you were, you were adding, you wanted to add something else before we went to the break. Oh, Lord. I don't even know if I well, remember it, at this it, point, it, man. It doesn't matter. You, uh, if, if, you know, one of the things that uh, I think one of the big things that we got to get a hold of, you mentioned earlier, was taught reform. I was when everybody jumped up and y'all, everybody jumped up and said a step in the right direction a few years ago. And I hate no, that I word. I, I'm telling you now, I hate I know it with a passion. It. I know you hate it. But you gotta, <laughs> but, but, but only for one reason. We are now, Texas just got the biggest tax cut they've ever made on property taxes, ever. So they took another big step forward. So a little bitty step forward doesn't do anything. That's why I hate the comment. Don't you think we need to do two or three things really big, whether it be on taxes, on insurance, or something that's big? It looks radical, but it's not radical. And we need to make some big step forward. Yeah, no, I agree. And look, you got to realize this is where I guess maybe you and I saw it differently over the last eight years. We were in an environment in the Capitol where, you know, you had a governor who wasn't interested in any of that stuff. All the stuff that you and I want to do big, he wanted to kill. And so the question is, do you... Do you do you storm the castle with your perfect, or do you try to get what you can? And it's it's a judgment call. And over the last couple of years, you know, we tried to get a couple you know, step in the right direction, as, as I know we talked about. But that is definitely not the goal going forward. You know, we, we've never seen what the what the capital is going to look like next year. You're going to have a two thirds um, Republicans in the House and the Senate, and I think you're going to have a Republican governor. We've just never had that. So if you look at all the perennial issues we've tripped over over the years. For the first time in our state's history, we're going to have a capital wired to do big things. That's a great opportunity. It's one of the big reasons I'm in the race, to be honest with you. I think it's a point in time in our state's history. We need a governor who really knows how to kind of drive that ship um, when we have such great potential there. So, you know, to me, the education, like big, bold change is the one that I'm most excited about. Just look to our north in Arkansas. 
what they're doing on education savings accounts, mm-hmm. basically giving, putting parents in charge of their kids' future, giving them the option to really drive some of those dollars to state spending. You see, like, several states doing that across the country. It's a game changer. Louisiana has to go big and bold next year on that front. I think that will bring competition into the education system. It will allow us to inject more technical training and apprenticeship into our high schools in a big, big way, especially for those families that feel stuck and have no path. I think that's a big step that needs to happen next year that can really be a game changer for our workforce development. Yeah, it's 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 the education part of it. I'm going to have Dr. Bromley on. I know they've, they've, they've had some things that they feel good about. We're going to talk to him in a few minutes. But, you yeah. know, it is, it is what it is. He's a good dude, man. He's, he, he's yeah. fighting a good fight, and, do, and, and, and he's a good guy. Oh, no, I think he's the real I think he's the real deal. It's just a matter of will he yeah. get help from the governor's office and from the exactly legislature. Right. You got it. You got to get some help. It can't be just you. And even if you become governor, the Speaker of the House and the Senate president, I can promise you after watching what I watched, has to change. It has to be somebody you can count on to change the state. That's exactly right. And look, you know, when it comes back to Cade, people forget the governor appoints three of the best members that Cade has to work with on that front. And, you know, you know, when I get in there, I guarantee you I'm going to appoint folks that are a big believer in what I stand for in education, which is, you know, big, bold reform, empowering parents, putting them in control, and injecting career and technical and real-world skills and training into the high schools so kids launch ready for our workforce. Because right now, if you don't launch them out of high school, what happens is they drift either to a life of crime if they don't have the skills, or they drift to Texas if they do have the skills, and they go work there we never see them again. Either yeah. way, it's a loser for us. Yeah, we don't, and so I, I think Cade's going to get the team from me. He needs at Bessie to do big things. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, how, how, if people want to get involved, how can they get involved in the campaign? Well, Wagasmack's a pretty tough word to uh, say. So our <laughs> website is wagsforla.com. Wagsforla.com. So go look. Take a look at us. Kick the tires on us. Ask us the tough questions. And I implore folks. Wake up and realize this is a true crossroads moment for Louisiana. Look, we're, we're the underdog in this race. I'm no full moon. But you know what? I want competition in the markets, but I also want competition in our electoral process. We're going to have a message as we're talking about raising expectations, raising our ceiling, what we can accomplish. I want a robust, spirited debate on the issues. Go to our website, learn more about us, ask us the tough questions, and invite us to come visit with you or any other group you have. Uh, we want to get that message out there because I'm ready for Louisiana to raise our expectations, start winning, and take this crossroads moment and do the big things we've always needed to do. All right. Stephen Wag is back. All right, Wag, we'll talk to you later. All right, man. Take care. All right. All right. Let's take a break. More to come. Dr. Brumley when we get back. Crime, poverty, and education are linked. And we know education cuts crime. of people in jail are going home. If they can't read and write or learn a trade, they will commit more crimes and hurt more people. Some people don't want anyone in jail. Others want to lock more people up. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. I believe in both accountability and redemption. We're going to teach inmates to read and write and learn a trade so they won't learn to break and enter. I'll get our kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Party politics and empty talk has led to more crime. The truth is, politicians don't pay attention to things that work. But I do. Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Are the rapidly changing cybersecurity needs of your business keeping you up at night? 
Our Convergence was founded by two honest men, respected and faithful Louisiana natives over 20 years ago. The passion for excellence and service led to the growth one customer at a time and expanded to the entire Gulf Coast region. Our Convergence has established a long history of being trusted, cyber, security, and advanced technology partners for large enterprise-grade companies, including universities, banks, healthcare providers. Our Convergence also offers the same level of expertise and service to small businesses with no IT staff, none. Give Our Convergence the chance to earn your business by calling them at 1-800-820-9695, 800-820-9695, or by visiting their website, iConvergence.com, iConvergence.com. Let the professionals at iConvergence get you taken care of, and you're going to feel safe from the changing cybersecurity landscape. We are the soldiers. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline, if you'd like to be part of the program. Honored to have uh, Dr. Brumley joins us, who is a superintendent of education right here in the great state of Louisiana. Dr. Brumley, how you doing? Hey, thanks for thanks for having me on, Moon. Always a, a privilege to be on the show. No, no, thank you for coming on. Hey, let's talk a little bit. I, I noticed some new LEAP scores that came out and Test scores that everybody's happy and jumping up and down about, which is good. That's always a good thing. Uh, before we get to that, the reason I had got in touch with y'all with this Moms for Liberty, that they were trying to paint you into a corner on something that you don't need to be painted in a corner about. What? Tell me what went on. What? What's going on? Or what went yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, uh, f- yeah, for, for those who aren't aware, Mo- Moms for Liberty is a group that, that started a couple of years ago really out of Florida, uh, with with some moms who were just upset with the, with the lockdown of schools and and a, a number of other issues taking place, and they they wanted to to fight back, and so they really uh, got involved. And um, what ended up happening is branches uh, popped up across the country, and so the local branch here in Baton Rouge uh, asked me to come and, and speak to the group. And I had spoken to the group before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's hard for me to, to turn down when you have parents wanting to be engaged in education and they sure. want to know more. It's hard for me to say no. Um, and so there was a, a real coordinated attempt to try to get me to stand down and, and, and not address that group. Um, and, you know, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't bend down and do that. And, and I, I went and I, I gave my, my talk and my presentation and, one thing about it, you're going to hear the same talk from me wherever I go because we're focused on, uh, you know, consistent issues. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't see it as a big deal at all. I mean, you, you're reaching out and touching uh, different groups, but why did they? I don't understand why they made a big deal out of this. I mean, this is something you've been doing since you've been, in, uh, you know, been the superintendent. You like to go out. I know you from this perspective. You like to go out and talk to people and talk to people what you're trying to do and get accomplished, and you're trying to get people on board to buy into something different than what Louisiana's been doing. I, I don't see the problem with it. Well, and one of the things about the, the, the moms here is, um, you know, people are trying to paint them as anti this or anti that. I, I, I don't see that. I see them for, you know, liberty. I see them for involvement in their child's education. I see them for teaching kids to read and do math and, and, and not be disrupted by other issues. 
Um, and so, you know, many of those things, I see them for school choice. And so many of those issues, you know, are, are what we should all be concerned about. And so, you know, I, I, I hated that they got painted in a certain way, and I hated that there was an attempt to prevent me from speaking to them, but I, I certainly wasn't going to be scared away by that. Yeah, it's just, you know, Dr. Brummer, you, you're trying uh, to uh, change the educational outlook for a lot of people. And there are some people that don't want you to change one thing in Louisiana. And they make everything political. We got to take the po- politics out of education. That has hurt us, not just Louisiana, the whole country for so long. And this looks like to me, this was just politics against you. And all you were doing was trying to go talk to people that love their kids and want the best for, you know, what's going on in education. Yeah, and what I shared too, Moon, is I speak with a broad range of groups across this state. And you know what? Whenever I show up, we talk about teaching kids the basics on how to read and do math. We talk about transforming our high schools. We talk about elevating the profession of teaching. We talk about school choice and parent engagement. And so some of the people there that were protesters that came into that meeting, that you know, they were hoping to see some, some type of show that they just didn't see. I'm sure some of them walked out bored because we were talking about basic fundamental uh, tenets of an educational system. Yeah, yeah well, I, I'm glad you didn't back down. I'm glad you did go. I think uh, that's a good, very, very good thing. I just, politics and everything, y'all, don't you believe, agree, Dr. Bromley? We don't have to have politics and everything. We used to not have well, politics and everything. Now, that's all it is. But, it, but it, it, you're not, that's not what you're trying to do. I talk to teachers. They could care less about a union. They just want to teach their kids and do their profession, get paid for it, and, and, and you know, just like I want to get paid for what I do. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Well, teachers, you know, teachers, they, they, they want to work somewhere where they can grow and get better at their job. They want to work with a, a school leader that, that, that makes sense. They want to be paid well. They want to teach without bureaucracy and paperwork and disruptions. And so we just have to keep working uh, to make sure that, that those teachers get what they need to be able to do their job. And that's why these, these latest set of LEAP results, although that we're nowhere where we need to be, um, obviously in a state that's been long challenged, but uh, I think it, I think it shows that we're, we're swinging at the ball and we're, we're getting some hits. And uh, that's a, you know, a, a credit to teachers across the state of Louisiana and leaders and, and parents and kids. But you've had more than just this. Uh, recently, you've had some success where we moved up, and I think it was in reading, maybe fourth grade level. Talk about the success and why do you think we have a little bit more success than we had in the past? It may not be where you want to be. I know you enough to know you, you, you head in the right direction. It's way more than a first step, but you know where you want to be. So let's talk about that first. Well, we, we called out this, this literacy crisis across our state uh, about three years ago. And we said we have, we have got to have a, a, a reading revival in this state um, at those basic, young, foundational years. And some of this other nonsense that's taking place on how to try to teach a kid to read just wasn't working. And so uh, we, looked at, we looked at some models in other places and, and used some common sense and said, we're going back to the basics. We're going to teach from a phonics-based approach. Um, and, and, and that's what we have tried to do collectively. And really, really on this issue, we talked a lot about, uh, have talked a little bit about politics, but, but really we, we've been able to, to get most people on board with this. Um, and that's, that's, that's been a real win legislatively, uh, with our state board, with, with school systems. And so it, I think if we can just hold the line on this, this phonics based approach to teaching kids how to read, we will continue to see growth. You know, we, we led the country, led the country in fourth grade reading growth on the nation's report card. 
Not a single state in the country had more growth than Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean it's where we want to be, but that's progress. And then with the, the LEAP results that came out this week, you know, our, our third graders uh, are up five percentage points in mastery levels. Fourth graders grew six percentage points in mastery levels in reading. And so that tells me that that, that strategy is working, and we have to hold the line and protect it. Yeah, no doubt about it. But, I mean, y'all are working through schools. But I know it was an exciting, exciting deal. Let me ask a question, uh, and this is a little politics, but it, but I'm going to say it's really not. They passed a bill in the House, in the Senate, and the governor actually signed it dealing with third graders, saying if they, 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 they got to pass whatever they got to pass to move forward, they're going to have to stay back in the third grade. Talk a little bit about this, and do you like this bill that, that passed and now become law? Yeah, this is um, this is the bill authored by Representative Nelson, um, and he he brought it up uh, two years in a row, and it made it all the way through the process this year. Um, but but this particular bill says that that students will screen, do a reading screener at the end of third grade, uh, and if they don't pass that particular screener, then they are retained in in third grade. Now it's just not take a little test and you're retained. I mean, there are multiple options. You have to have interventions and other supports before you would you would do that. But it does end this, uh, this concept, this social promotion concept, where kids, no matter what they score, no matter their ability and their, their competency, they just go on to the next grade. Um, so, I mean, if, if you would have said uh, we're going to do this in the same way that it happened 10 or 15 years ago, I would be a little more skeptical. Mm-hmm. But what I know now is we, we are doing so much relative to literacy in these early grades right now that, that really I think our kids are going to be in a much better position um, by the end of third grade to be successful. So we, we look forward to, to implementation, and that's about two years out for implementation. No, I, I would think it would be a, a, a golden opportunity that you can focus on kids up to third grade and now telling them you're not moving forward if you can't read, which will you know, light a little bit of a fire maybe under the parents to say, hey, we, we got to get this done. And y'all give, in the bill, it gives ample opportunities for these kids to, to, to get to the level y'all want to get them to. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's good. We think, um, you know, but Moon, with all this with all this talk about, I, I joke and I say, with all this talk about reading, math is getting jealous. Um, and uh, you know, pe- people say, well, well, what are some areas that that you still need to improve? And I and I'm going to call out math. I mean, you look you look at our state, and and if you look at across the entire state, you see third and fourth graders with one level of proficiency in mathematics, and then by the time they're in eighth grade. Uh, that level of proficiency is, is lower across the state. So math proficiency goes down mm-hmm. as kids track through those elementary grades. And it's not just Louisiana. It, it, it's across the country, but, you know, I'm worried about Louisiana. And so we, we have a real opportunity to, to, to make a solve for that. Uh, I think part of the problem is that, that we have neglected, uh, so to speak, giving permission and finding time for kids to really drill on those basic foundational math skills at that early, early uh, levels, whether that's flashcards for multiplication or using yardsticks and rulers to measure things or looking at fractions and just giving time for kids in class to get fluent in math before they continue to move on and matriculate because math stacks on math. You need fourth grade math to know fifth grade math. And if you have a problem in third grade, it's only going to grow by the time you're in seventh grade. And that's what we're seeing. And that's what we have to solve for. Well, stay away from common core. You can probably solve it a lot quicker. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think it, I, I think in that period, you know, I don't want to get into that debate, but I, I, right now, but I would say I think in that period, some of these foundational skills uh, were were maybe neglected. 
And that's that's what we're trying to solve for right now is going back in, giving permission, giving resources, giving support and training so teachers in those uh, lower levels uh, feel comfortable in knowing it's okay to let students experience and spend time getting practice and repetition yep. on these basic foundational math skills. Yeah, you, you, you know, the foundation of math and English, uh, math and reading, shall I say, those two things, man, ain't nothing you not, you can't accomplish. Let me let me hold you, Dr. Kate Brumley, my special guest, superintendent of education. We'll take a quick break, come back and wrap up with him. Just giving some progress reports and what's going on in, the, in our world of education because we have been at the bottom for so long. Are we headed in the right direction? Anyway, we take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffone Show. When politicians handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund, our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice, and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. A convicted pedophile in Lake Charles was about to get released. The district attorney asked Solicitor General Liz Merle for help, and she delivered. That's Merle. In over 200 cases, she's helped DAs across Louisiana keep violent criminals behind bars. As our next attorney general, Liz Merle will make fighting crime priority one, two, and three. Conservative warrior, endorsed by law enforcement. The most qualified. Liz Merle for Attorney General. Paid for by Liz Merle for Attorney General. Four. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Dr. K. Brumley, Superintendent of Education right here in the great state of Louisiana. Dr. Brumley, when you look at, I know you looked at LEAP tests, and, and a lot of times in the past, when we looked at scores compared to the other states, we just didn't fare real well. But we look like we do better when we compare ourselves to ourselves. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying it just looks like that's when we do best, when we compare ourselves outside the state. Are you seeing some more comparisons outside the state as being good? I know you have to compare where you were last year to this year. I, I get it. But do you do you like the comparison there? Or do you like the comparison with other states? What's the goal? Because I know Louisiana is your – that's your job, just Louisiana. 
Right. No, it's a, it's a good and fair question. I mean, if you look at the, the nation's report card, Louisiana moved from 46 to 42nd overall. You look at U.S. News and World Report, we've moved uh, for pre-K-12 education from 46 to 41, so that's good movement. We've seen two consistent years of growth in, in LEAP, but, but let me be really clear about that. Like, I am not bragging about being in the 40s for education. No, no, by the way, I, I... We don't I, have more, don't, more work to do. Don't let me insinuate so, that because that's not what yeah, I was no, saying. You, I'm just you, saying you in the past... You, you weren't. Yeah, but, in the past. Yeah, no, you weren't, but I, I don't want people to think that I'm like, oh, we're all set. We, we've got a ton of work to do here and, 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 and excited about it. And, and there are some things that are coming up for this upcoming school year that are new, too, that I think parents should be uh, aware of that I'm, I'm happy to share with you, Moon. Um, for instance, uh, this next school year, for the first time in our state's history, kids in grades K through 5 this upcoming school year uh, have to, at a minimum, get 15 minutes of, of recess. Um, so we're excited about that. And, and look, it's, it's, it's hot, but it's always hot in August in Louisiana. So, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that, that schools are thinking about how to safely do that. Um, another thing that's, that's happening new this next year is this next group of students coming into high school. They have to take financial literacy before graduating high school, a full year of financial literacy, like what's checking, what savings, insurance contracts, all those things that we deal with, uh, every day. Um, another, thing that's new is as students are going to get in k3 three reading screeners per year with notification to the parent of the child where the child stands um and then the last thing is just our social study standards our freedom framework go into play uh which tell the the greatness of of america uh and, and why we have to continue to 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 work to protect it um we are in you know striving every day to be a more perfect union so those are some of the things that that are going to be new for this upcoming school year that I, I like to share with people because they sometimes ask well what's new for this year and so those are some of the things is it's let me ask this uh, one other question and, and i know you're gonna be honest that's what i like talking to you because i think you're really an honest guy that's gonna be up front is our numbers better because it's because it's post-covid and we jumped on top of getting. I mean, that was a tough time for you. You were, you were just coming. I still feel bad. You were just coming in, and then COVID hit, and then all the things that went up and down. And you had a lot of fights going on. But are the numbers better because just going through COVID, we were jumped on. We jumped on things quicker than anybody else. So I don't think we had the overall loss that other place had other places had because of our commitments to try to be in school face to face as much as possible. Good. But we but we had a drop, um and it was you know, it was a significant drop. And so what we've what we've done the last few years is we've we've made a climb from that drop and we're like one point in terms of mastery rates away from where those rates were in twenty nineteen for that full mastery okay. recovery. Okay. So okay. We, we're seeing that improvement, but we're we're one point from being there in terms of overall mastery rates. Okay, okay, because I was just kind of curious because I know that probably comes into play. But uh, but w- what do you think the next step is, Doc? I know moving up the the chart from forty six to forty second to look up one day, and I tell somebody if you can get into in the thirties or in the twenties, you really have made us come a long way. And I'm not just saying you because I think you'd be the first one to tell me it's been a lot of people, school teachers and everything else contributing. But if you could ever get that thing, what are you looking at? What are you looking at next? Yeah, well, I mean, I think first and and foremost is is the whole school choice uh, item. I just think that that should be a given. Uh, Families should have access to the school that makes the most sense to them. I think you do that, period, set that to the side. 
Uh, and then the next thing you, you work on are these, these uh, making sure that every teacher, I mean, every child has access to a high-quality teacher. I think one of the ways that you do that is you set a strong base pay, but you also have differentiated compensation that's market responsive so mm-hmm. that you can really slice these vacancies where they exist, science, math, special education, high-need schools. Um, so making sure that, that teachers have an environment where they can teach free from disruption sure. and they're compensated appropriately so that every, every child has a teacher. And then you just do the things that we're doing. I mean, we, we hold the line on literacy. We start this work on math, and then we work to transform these high schools to be more uh, in line with what is necessary whenever students actually graduate. Graduate on May 15th, then you'd be ready on May 16th to do whatever's next. And we need to evaluate the ways in which our high, high schools are, are doing that work. You, uh, how concerned or how, you ex- how excited, or whatever words you want to put into it, uh, or what difference does it make? I mean, you're going to have elections, you're going to have some new Bessie board members, no doubt, coming on. You've got to work with them, of course. And then you're going to have a new governor. How big is this to, and without mentioning names, that's not what I'm trying to get you to do, but how big is it to have the right people in place people in those positions to help you try to accomplish what you think Louisiana needs to accomplish? Well, we, we will have exciting times in the state of Louisiana, I think, in, in 24 with all of that new energy mm-hmm. um, and hopefully people trying to, to, to work to do what's right uh, for the citizens of the state of Louisiana. One of the things I always say is education is just one piece. But we, we need stronger economic policies to make education flourish. And education needs to flourish to help with stronger economics. Um, and so it, it's all just wrapped together. But, but I, I need uh, help from all of those bodies, whether it's the governor's office or our state board or our legislature. We all uh, have an opportunity, I think, to, to get better. And, and, and there's exciting times, I believe, uh, in, this, in this next year. But I just know... That the legislature and the governor and the money and uh, Bessie and what you're trying to accomplish, all that has to come together. Uh, it ain't a one-man show, but, boy, when the leaders like you, we got a chance. And that's why I'm encouraged. I'm trying to encourage you, but whoever becomes a governor, whoever becomes, uh, you have to work with in the Bessie board uh, to continue at least headed in the right direction on the things that you believe. Because I'm going by what you say, but I'm looking at overall improvement, and we need some improvement in education. We really need some big steps. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I'm I'm a native of Louisiana. I'm not I'm not somebody who came in from another state to try to fix us. You know, I, I am Louisiana, uh, and I want nothing more than to see her improve. And so we're committed to that work. Yeah, no doubt about it, Doctor Cade Brumley. Hey, Doctor Brumley, anytime you're always welcome. Anything comes up, anything you want to tell folks, make sure you. Uh, you give us a call, get in touch with us. Uh, you're always welcome to come on whenever you want to. Thank you. Thanks, Moon. All right, Dr. K. Brumley, Superintendent of Education right here in the great state of Louisiana. And, Brian, I, this, this is the one guy that I, is really working his fanny off with his team uh, to try to make a difference in education. And uh, I'm just telling you, he's the guy. All right, as the program unfolds, hour number three for you people leaving god bless have a great great day but we got another great hour to go you can check me out moongraphon.com listen live more to come
show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. A countdown in the nation's capital. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Former President Donald Trump due before a magistrate judge in D.C. four hours from now after his third indictment. He's charged with conspiracy and obstruction counts over efforts to overturn election results in the special counsel's probe of the Capitol riot. And Trump is already raising questions about getting a fair trial. Taking last night to his Truth Social, writing this. The latest fake case brought by crooked Joe Biden and deranged Jack Smith will hopefully be moved to an impartial video such as the politically unbiased nearby state of West Virginia. Impossible to get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. Fox's Griff Jenkins at U.S. District Court. This is House Republicans release a 140-page transcript from the hours-long interview Monday with former Hunter Biden business associate Devin Archer, who says the president's son wanted to use his powerful name to help pitch business. Hunter Biden aimed to sell the brand of the Biden family. Archer headed that Hunter would never directly say his father would be used for business, but his father added value to what Hunter Biden tried to peddle. Archer told House investigators this would, quote, send the right signals for Ukrainian energy firm Burisma. Burisma faced potential prosecution. Archer said the implication that the Bidens were on board would intimidate people from prosecuting Burisma. Fox is Chad Pergram on Capitol Hill. Archer also says then Vice President Biden was put on speakerphone during business calls. The president and the White House deny he had any involvement in his son's business dealings. The U.N. Security Council holding a meeting on Russia, refusing talks on reinstating a wartime grain deal with Ukraine. Every member of this council, every member of the United Nations should tell Moscow... Enough. Enough using the Black Sea as blackmail. Secretary of State Antony Blinken chairing that meeting. America is listening to Fox News. This could be the start of a break-in. Stop. This is simply safe. Or the end of one. Police are on their way. Introducing the latest innovation in home security. 24-7 lifeguard protection, only from Simply Safe. Now, agents can see and speak to intruders through our new indoor camera to help stop crime in real time and for fast police response. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash radio. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks VapoCool Drops. Yeah, Vicks VapoCool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. Police in Florida released video footage from their response to a police chief's hotel room hours before he apparently tried to kill himself just over a week ago. Body-worn camera recordings from Tampa police show officers responding to reports of a man arguing with his wife and holding a firearm inside a hotel room. Tampa police. Tampa police, come with your hands up. That man comes out and they cuff him. He tells them... He is Freddy Ramirez, the director of the Miami-Dade County Police Department, and that he's in Tampa with his wife for a law enforcement convention. The recordings show officers interviewing the couple separately, where they admit arguing. A short time later, Ramirez would shoot himself in the head while stopped along Interstate 75. 
He remains hospitalized. Fox's Evan Brown. A mass attack at a shopping mall in South Korea. 14 people injured after a man rammed a car onto a sidewalk, then started stabbing people. Police have a suspect in custody for questioning. No word yet on a motive, but the head of South Korea's National Police Agency describes the attack as virtually an act of terrorism. Parts of the southern U.S. enduring another day of extreme heat, especially tough for first responders. At a marsh fire this week. Dozens of firefighters were trying to extinguish the flames, meanwhile taking periodic breaks, drinking water, and some of them suffering from heat exhaustion. Fox is Robert Ray in New Orleans. Saudi Arabia's solo effort to boost energy prices is being extended. They will keep cutting oil production by a million barrels a day through the end of September. That's in addition to the OPEC plus cuts planned through next year. Oil prices back over $80 a barrel, over 81 right now, as gas prices in the U.S. keep rising, up 29 cents from a month ago to 3.82 a gallon in AAA's national average. The Dow down 36 points. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Save money on your printing needs. Call Cartridge World today and ask about their no-cost printer program, too. Cartridge World, 337-984-9000, cartridgeworldusa.com.